Thank you for joining me. Welcome to Aaron on Air. I am Aaron. Before I start, I just want to say I appreciate all the listens that I get. I love you guys who have been with me since day one, day two, or even if it was yesterday. I appreciate everything that you guys have done. And yes, this up, uh, this video is going to be the Hi Dave, I'm Aaron. Season 1 episode 7 review. Yes, and as another delighted bonus, I think this is actually going to be one of my shorter videos. Um, Just based off of the whole concept of this episode. Um, But yeah, for those of you who don't know, you can feel free to look around my playlist. I have a potluck uh, podcast playlist where I talk about like random stuff. My last one was episode 5. I talked about... Uh, my favorite artist and my favorite in my favorite genre. I did have to cut it short, so I may do a part two and part three to that. Um, but you know, as for right now, that's just gonna stay as it is. But um, yeah, like I have a fraternity frenzy podcast. I recently put up episode three, uh, membership required. Um, I made that live, so you know, for those of you who were following it, but you know, maybe just didn't get to it. That's definitely for you guys as well. But also too, like this is also definitely kind of like a journaling type of experience for me. I feel better, and oh, who shit, like I definitely need it. Um, today, um, my last, like, you know, yesterday wasn't necessarily the best, but, you know, everyone is going through stuff, so I can't really, you know, be too upset. However, I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put that energy into my podcast. So since this is gonna be on a little, like, a little on the shorter side, I think I'm gonna do a double feature with two different subjects. So I'm gonna do the day for review, and then I may just go into... I don't know if I want to put this as an airhead errand for conceptual um, conceptual reasons or just like me kind of a venting session on the Potluck podcast. But yeah, um, I'm definitely going to get to that as soon as this video is over or podcast is over, as I should say. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for checking my stuff out. You can roam around the website and let's, you know, let's begin. So, whoo. This episode of Dave, Dave episode seven was very beautiful. And yes, it may not have had a lot of the like, you know, deeper, um, how can I say, like symbolism and, you know, the metaphors and like, you know, very, very a lot. Like it wasn't this episode was honestly the only episode that it wasn't it was more direct. It wasn't necessarily full chalked of, you know. Things that, you know, we can shovel, we got to shovel through, we got to scope through, we got to rake through. Um, But the concept was still powerful in itself to me, especially people who are going through this. So let's get started. So in this episode of episode seven, which is titled, What Would W-O-O-D You Wear? Keep that in mind because that title definitely is seen um, at the beginning of the episode and at the end of the episode. So it starts off with Elle's and Emma's relationship, quote unquote. Yes, their quote unquote relationship. And from how they set things up um, and how society is as well, because we can use our social uh, sociological imagination to kind of put those two together. Um, you can tell that they have been fucking basically for a minute now. Um, and... It starts off with Els watching The Breakfast Club on his phone and Emma in bed, you know, getting ready or whatever. So, 
Emma gets out of bed and, you know, Els is just, you know, chilling, chilling. And Emma picks up her shirt and she's basically like, ah, shit. Like, you know, Els like, oh, you can't wear that. So Els tries to give her the first shirt. And the first shirt is a shirt that I've, I think, yeah, we've seen Els wear. So I'm assuming that's his favorite shirt. And Emma's like, basically, no, like, everyone sees you wear this shirt. They're going to know um, when you wear a shirt, like, X, Y, Z, like, you know, we're fucking, we're together. And that's not the perception that I'm trying to portray. Um, message. Uh, so then Els gives her another shirt eventually. And, you know, it wasn't, you know, the nicest looking shirt. But Els, def you can definitely, definitely in this scene, by the way that they look at each other, by the way Els, Els pur you can tell Els purposefully gave her um, the first shirt to kind of signify like, okay, now it's time. Like, you know, they can know that, you know, you're with me and X, Y, Z like that. But Emma doesn't necessarily feel the same. And, you know, they walk out of the apartment. She's in another shirt. You can still sense like, it's not sexual tension. It's like the amorous type of atmosphere around them. Um, just by the way they talk, by they joke. And I've said this before, like their personalities are very fucking compatible. Like, um, I'll get to that at the end of it, but yeah. So Emma walks out and her car gets is broken into. So like her front window is broken. Her pat her yeah, her passenger seat is broken. Um, which I kind of want to know what that symbolizes as well. Now that I think back on it, where like she's the driver's seat, which maybe like that's her way of like, oh, her control is like this and or like now people can enter or else entered her passenger seat and like kind of stole her heart in a way. Um, because, you know, and of course I could be reaching, but you know, that's my analysis. Um, but yeah, she, she. Goes out to her car, the passenger seat window is broken, and her laptop is stolen. And, um, you know, there's a conversation about that because that is her work, that's her job, you know, that is her creative um, thing. Now, it's ironic because, in the like, very, very shortly, um, after, you know, Els makes her laugh in this hard time because, you know, you're clearly going to be pissed if your car is broken into. Um, you know, Emma tells him, like, he doesn't have to stay. Tells him that he does not have to stay. So I wonder if that... Mm, I'm going to get to that later as well. It's just I'm thinking about stuff as I go along. So, um, you know, he pretends to leave. And then, you know, Emma looks kind of shocked. But then he turns around and stays because he never... It was never... He was never going to leave. He was joking. So then Dave, yes, he gets a text from Dave. And I really like how Dave is set up as a supporting character for Els in this episode. I really, really appreciate that. So he gets a text from Dave and it's like, does this sound, does this sound familiar? And you know what I'm, yeah, does this sound familiar? And um, when he gets a text from Dave, he, Dave is sending also like a, uh, the, these, you know, SoundCloud rappers that steal beats. Yes. You know, beats are expensive. Not everyone has money for beats, but it turns out that that is a beat that L made. So along with Emma's, you know, work getting stolen, um, L's work is stolen as well. And then he goes on this rant, like, you know, X, Y, Z, I'm just mad and shit. 
because of that. But also, this also makes him vulnerable to Emma, the only character that he is really vulnerable about this issue. And I really appreciate this with where he's talking about how Trippy Red intimidates him because of his star power, you know, how he looks and stuff. And he admits it, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, Emma basically gives him the advice, like, show him that you're a producer or whatever. And then Emma gets in the car and, you know, she, uh, you know, they play like, oh, you want to run me over? Elle sits on her car and Emma drives off and stuff, but she leaves her vape. She leaves her vape with, uh, she left her vape, vape uh, pen. I think it's like a, um, it's one of those sticks. It's like a vape stick pen. Uh, a jewel? I think it may be a jewel. I'm not sure. And, um, you know, Els has it in his possession now. So, um, in the next scene, um, Trippy Red comes and we see Trippy Red and he brings this boy, um, and we find out in the conversation that this boy is his nephew, Saran. And, you know, basically Trippy Red just like, I gotta go shoot this music video, um, and this is after, oh, excuse me, uh, Tierra Whack is featured in this episode. And he, she basically asked Ella, do you want to be in a music, uh, music video? And Ella's like, no, nah, that's not my thing. And I really do appreciate this because with the character Els, they have a very good way of allowing emotion to be expressed. And I'm still not sure if it's the actual writing or if it's literally Taco himself and just his personality. Because Els reads Taco um, most definitely on TV screen. So, like, I don't know if it's that or that, but they have a very great way of not... not suspending disbelief when it comes to differing emotions that Els feels in the presentation of them in with like in combination with his actual personality so i would give the writers definite props for that so yeah um so he declines the music video which we all know that wasn't else thing and i'm happy he did because i would be kind of like oof i gotta kind of suspend disbelief because that's not really else whole thing but yeah, anyways, going back to, you know, skipping forward a little bit. So yeah, Trippy Red comes in with Saran and he's basically like, I have to go to this music video. Um, you know, can I like, you know, can you kind of, you know, watch Saran and, you know, take him shopping basically. Like I was supposed to take him shopping, but you know, I got to do this shit. Okay. Else agrees. Cause you know, this is his client and you know that like, you know, this you know, is a make or break it thing for Els. Like, this is probably his biggest client to date. Okay, cool. Um, let me tell you how Trippy Red fucking broke this little fucking boy off. Like, gotta be at least a stack. Like, at least a stack. And this little boy could not have been older than, like, six or seven. I want to say, I want to say, like, six so bad. But, yeah, like, no older than seven. No older than eight, just in case. But, yeah. Um, and then, like, he was like, what do we do? Share. And then he broke, like, fucking um, L's off at least $400. <sighs> Child, break me off some shit, okay? Because I am broke with a capital B in, like, 12 E's. But, anyways, the next scene is we see L's and David. 
Dave is finally in the scene, and Dave is the sidekick. And like I said, I really appreciate this because, you know, even though Dave is the main character of the show, there could be episodes where he is the sidekick to a character. So I really love this shit. So they go to like this, I guess, um, kind of, I don't want to say flea market type thing, but like they go basically to this open market, like outside market, um, and they go past this like... I mean, first of all, before, huh, before I before I go further, like there was a dick joke, like um, you know, as they were walking and shit like that. Dave was like, "Oh, I didn't know producers like babysit and X Y Z like that," and you know, I just feel like this is your reg- career regressing and going backwards. And I'm like, first of all, bitch, yo, you just got your shit together, so you have literally no room to talk at all. Like, you literally killed the part of yourself that always put your career in what reverse so don't even fucking start but L's got his ass and was like um actually I technically own 50% of your product cause I make the beats so bitch you gonna have to wait for me and that shit fucking little dicky the fuck up exactly and that's exactly what he fucking needed um and I know they were playing but still artists really be thinking like that and they be like tuh remember you're not <laughs> you're not the only one that's making yourself big there are other important parts to this machine humble yourself bitch so after that they go about this like wood shop thingy that not even a wood shop thingy they specifically make wooden fucking shirts and um you know the man is basically like i don't think he's too too important but he's basically like you know i just got integrated actually you know you know what i think he is important because you know He's basically just like, I got integrated back into society, so he's not so starstruck about, you know, Lil Dicky and XYZ and like, oh my God, like, and that is like the first time we kind of see someone in the series that's not like recognizing Dave from any of the stupid shit and or his actual musical talents. Um, And it feels good because it's an actual like, it's an actual human interaction with someone else in the universe without it without all the star sprinkled shit especially after these fucking busted ass used condoms of last episode and they groupie asses so you know it was basically like you you make it like you make this wood out of a, a, a wood shirt it's like where would you wear this wood shirt at and he responded like uh, you would wear this shit anywhere else you would wear a fucking regular shirt at? The fuck? Which, you know, that's... It, it, it... We all know that, you know, that could be a reach, but, like, it makes sense in how the, the function of a shirt. You know what I'm saying? The actual function of a shirt. So, you know, Saran, Lil Trippy's nephew, um, not Lil Trippy, Trip, uh... Trippy Reds, excuse me. Uh, nephew buys a shirt, a wooden shirt, and he likes that shit. He's like, this shit is cold as fuck. He like, I mean, he ain't say it like that clearly because he's little, but he's basically like, this shit goes off, and he's happy with it. So then you know that was the only episode, not episode. That was the only scene that Dave was in it. Um, then we see like, uh, Emma. And we see Emma and 
uh, L's. You see L's in the studio first. And then Emma walks in, you know, he, she's, he's making beats or whatever. And then we see Gata. And Gata, suh. It don't matter if he's in this bitch for five hours, 50 minutes, 15 minutes, five minutes or five seconds. He makes such a very, he drops gems Every fucking time he's there. So, like, you know, he's having this discussion about music video or whatever. And, um, you know, before he before he gets in, you know, we can see there's still romantic, like, tension, amorous tension between... Not even tension. It's like an accepting when they're by themselves. But then when Gator goes in, he says, um, you know, by the way... By the way that Else looks at her when, like... She says something about like, oh, what is it like a Maserati or whatever? Uh, he glances at Els and he's like, bitch, you guys are fucking like, and I can sense that shit for sure. Like, bitch, you cannot lie to me. Like, my third eye is always open. You know that shit don't fly. Um, and Emma opens up her mouth to say, Ugh, like, basically, ugh, fucking never, like, never, ever, 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 ever. Um, and that's how it felt to L. She didn't say it like that, but she's like, ass elf, basically, like, no fucking way. And, you know, on that note, Gator definitely leaves because he's like, I know it is, and you definitely did that to kind of throw him to the left. Um, and, you know, I need to dip right now. Like, I gotta go. I got somebody at my house, basically. The the Gator equivalent of, oh shit, like, something's in the oven, I need to go. So, yeah, uh, you know, Els is hurt, and that does kind of, you can tell, like, you know, he's like, I'm not, like, fucking with it because, you know, I'm tired of doing it. He actually says, in a vulnerability, this is vulnerability, he tells her, like, okay, so... I'm trying to follow whatever the fuck you're doing and you're like all over the fucking place. Like what is happening to which she's like, you're acting like an emo bitch. And he's like, oh, okay. I got you. I hear you loud and clear, sis. And exits stage left. <sighs> so, um, you know, basically they are um, in or else like DJs for like this. Because, um, you know, he... He talks to Dave about, like, you know, maybe as a quote-unquote audio watermark, basically having, like, a girl do their voice on the beat just so they could be like, hey, like, this is the girl who says this, like, you know, you can't take this out of the beat because if you don't have something in your beat indicating it's yours, like, DJ Khaled, like, no one, like, if someone steals this beat, they're going to know that that's a DJ Khaled beat that they stole. You know what I'm fucking saying? So, like, it's it kind of, it's smart. It's smart. It's smart. It's smart it's smart for business and he actually wanted to include an emma in something that was very personal to him um because he's like oh well how about getting in the studio whatever and whatever anyways um so they're at this silent disco and it's so so funny but you know i'm gonna get to the symbolism later but it's so so funny because someone walks up to him and was like uh <laughs> can i um can you play party in the usa by Miley Cyrus, and he was like, bitch, I would rather pull my teeth out and try to eat a fucking, <laughs> try to eat a fucking steak, and she's like, I am like the man, and this, this also goes to people who be thinking they can't do this pull shit, like, I know the people of this club, not knowing that L's already got a plug, and he's like, bitch, I don't care 
oh my god, I'm scared, get me shut the fuck down, and then she like, goes about her own way, like, bitch, you either gonna enjoy this music or not, and I really, to Elle's personality, to Elle's personality, perfectly, um, so, yeah, he's like, uh, no, so, you know, it's a silent disco. And for those of you who do not know what a silent disco is, it's like it's everyone has Bluetooth head Bluetooth headsets and they all are connected to um one source and it's basically like you're in your own world like dancing and it's kind of cool if you think about it, but I have my own personal opinions about that shit as well. Um, but yeah, so it's a silent disco and like he notices, like he like speaks through a microphone, but notices that no one can hear him because they're focusing on like the actual music and beat. Um, and you know, he, <laughs> he goes on this insulting spree, like, you know, your bitch cheating on you. Like, yeah, you look stupid as fuck. Oh yeah. And like everyone is like, yeah. And like, you know, shaking their heads and stuff like that. If they can't, they don't understand what he's saying. They think like, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. Like it's party time. So then, um, what ends up happening is Emma walks in and, you know, she's like, you know, can I make a request? And Else is very smart because let's not forget what Emma fucking did. Um, and, you know, Emma's... Been, and I'm going to get to this because I don't, I don't blame... I don't view Emma as right or wrong. But I do think there should have been things in place that... I do view her as wrong is how she kind of like slid off. But that was the, her wrongest moment. But I'm going to get to that at the end of this um, review. The, review, the synopsis and, like, the scenes of the episode is what I meant. So, Elle's just like, you know, if you're not playing Fuck Off by Elliot, then I don't want to hear it. And, you know, Emma's like, uh, no. Um, I want to request, I just drove my ass all the way over here with a fucking busted, um, passenger seat window to come and fucking apologize to you. So, you know, Elle's just like, alright, for sure, for sure. And, um... They make up and else the title of the show, What Would You Wear? Else give her this shirt that he clearly probably bought that he clearly bought with the money that Trippy Red, you know, nephew Saran gave him. And was like, oh, like, you know, look at this. Like, this is, you know, this is yours. You can use this, you know, if you don't want to wear like my shirt, like joking and joking and shit like that. And it was the cutest 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 shit ever and like he was like you know they're they're dancing you can tell there is a connection there is a natural a natural connection and chemistry between Els and emma even being as cool as they fucking are um so like <laughs> they're dancing they're dancing and then they talk about it and let me tell you how it's i i, I was expecting it to come but let me t and maybe it was at the beginning now that I think about it in very slow in like a ballad instrumental version of it. But Earthquake, yes, 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 yes. Earthquake by Tyler the Creator starts playing. Yes, like in the lyrics of Don't Leave, it's my fault. Literally perfect. You know you you know your friends are solid when they put you like not put you on because Tyler the Creator's been on but like just that shout out and like Easter egg that they put in there 
Um, because remember, like, Taco is not playing Taco, but Taco is Taco. So it's always good for that shit as well. Um, and uh, how can I? And uh, yeah, that was beautiful. And then you hear them talking about like, or you hear L say, you know, maybe we can go watch Friends with benefits, cry a little, I get naked, and then from there. And then it, this was a cute joke. And the setup, like literally the whole fucking setup of this joke was amazing. So like, <laughs> she was like, oh, you think you're going to get lucky? On her shirt. Well, let's knock, let's knock on wood. And then it ends with Earthquake. Earthquake by Tyler, the creator, plays. And I'm like, that was absolutely perfect. Okay. I enjoyed this episode. So now let me go into, since this, I can do this since this is a shorter review. Because if I did this with my longer reviews, it'll increase it at least by like half the time. So... There's a lot of things I want to point out. So the first thing I want to point out is, you know, we can kind of tell from the beginning that Emma really does like elves more than the friends for benefits type shit. Going to the broken passenger seat window, like I like we don't know her past. Like people, people, and I, pe the people who do this, and I know for a fact, um, the people who do this type of relationship ass shit. Um, they usually try to keep things friends for benefits, knowing that they like people. Because I'm not trying to be in Ayala or whatever. Um, it's, they've been hurt. But as far as this show's concerned, I really hope it is more so Emma is just choosing not to be in a relationship because it's her choice. Um, because I like all these Tyler Perry movies that are out and all these other overdramatic fucking like melodramatic ass movies be like these women and men don't want to get into relationships because they are hurt and can't trust and i'm really happy that Els was the person who we can see was pushing more so for something more because usually it is the woman who pushes for something more so i'm really really happy with that as well um i'm also really happy that they show the two losses of physical like a physical loss um, and material loss with Emma. And, you know, though else is it, it's like it's just a SoundCloud rapper and it's not material loss, like physical, physical loss. It's still a loss because it's like I got no credit from the track that I fucking produced myself. Like that is insane. It's insane. It's insane. So, um... That was amazing. You know, I really appreciate Dave being on the back burner for this episode. Like, I really, really, really do. And I think it takes a lot more acting chops for a main character to fall into a sub-character role without trying to outshine the... And he's not even a sub-character. Else, I would consider a main character, but he's not the main character. There's a difference between a main character and the main character. So, like, I really do appreciate the main character not always... Not not overshadowing a main another main character. And that is the true work of an actor in writing. Is in you know, that's how I feel. Um, I definitely appreciate the what would the pun on wood you wear and the whole concept of, you know, 
what you you know what you wear basically is kind of indicative of the type of status that we are in or you know how people perceive us because remember at the beginning of the episode there was a shirt and Els purposely pulled this out it was a shirt that everyone knows as his signature you know what I'm saying everyone knows that and um I'm not sure I think he may have worn that to the um art kind of gala or thing that was going on but I have to rewatch that because I could be wrong but he purposely pulled out something that everyone knows is identified with else Elliot slash Elliot you know what I'm saying because a lot of these vulnerable feelings were also feelings that were feelings from Elliot's core not else but Elliot's core um and um you know he purposely pulled that out because it's like you know this is a signature that you are mine and Emma rejected it um, and throughout the, you know, skipping to the end of the episode, um, you know, or not, yeah, the end of the episode, because this is more towards the end-ish, where, like, his friends, and a lot of people fucking do this, and this is wild to me, a lot of people do this shit where it's like, everyone knows that you guys are fucking, everyone knows that this, and you are going to really deny in my face me knowing this, just to say face. And yeah, she was not comfortable. I get it. I really understand it, which is why, you know, I'm also going to go into that too, where it's like, you're really going to lie to my face, even at the cost of cutting down your, because let's face it, when people do that, it's very hard to tell if it's because people truly are scared or people are embarrassed or if there are other reasons, because sometimes even though, there are different reasonings because it's the same ending. The reasonings feel the same. Not saying that they are the same, but it feels the same, especially in a culture. And I am going to get to this in another video, um, a video that I'm going to do after this as well. Where We live in a culture where it's a combination of, oh, maybe I don't want to hurt this feelings or shit. Maybe I don't want to look like a shitty person. And it's starting to get on my fucking nerves where, like, we... We, to save ourselves, we throw people under, not even under the bus, but we throw them to the wayside, even though we know it. So, yes, Els was definitely hurt by that because it's like, am I embarrassing? And he also got taken into consideration that Els is also going through this thing where Els is not confident as a producer at all, regardless of what is shown and stuff. And you can actually kind of fucking see it in this episode, how he's talking to Trippie Red, like, oh, yeah, I do this shit. And like, yeah, and the awkward, like, and us awkward men can really relate to this, where it's like we don't know exactly how uh, to come off with the perception we want to, and it just comes off like a dirr, like awkwardness. So... We can tell he's not confident and he's very intimidated, especially with Trippy Red being his big client. And I'm so happy that Trippy Red is actually in multiple episodes because yes, we get to we get to see like, okay, like this is actually a like client, client, client. You know what I'm saying? Not just the one time client that a lot of artists usually, you know, do. Like it's like a client client. So, you know, with that we you know, we also remember that um we also got to remember that Els does not know 
the technical shit when it comes to being an audio engineer. Like, he is gifted. He has the gift of hearing things, putting them together without knowing the technicalities behind them. However, and I've said this once, I've said this twice, he's going to have to learn because that is going to work against him for sure in the future episodes and maybe not in the future episodes, but that is going to work against him in the future if this is mirroring real life regardless because there's a certain point you cannot fake it until you make it because you're in order to be as big as you want to be or big as else wants to be there are going to be artists that are just going to speak to him strictly in like audio engineering lingo and if you don't understand that shit like you're about to be lost as fuck like lost as fuck um, so yeah, we see that. So he's unconfident in that and it makes him, I can kind of see like, and it's not Emma's fault at all. I'm not, trust me, I'm not blaming Emma on this, but when it comes to like, oh, denying something that someone already knows, it's like, oh, um, you know, no, 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 uh, like never. And how she said it is how a lot of people say it, um. Uh, to try to hide it. And then as soon as he left, she reverted. That is confusing as fuck. Like she reverted back. Like, and that is the, that is main. That's the main thing. It's not like, Oh, she's just rejecting him. No, uh, there though, you know, L should have picked up maybe on the signs. There needs to be clear cut communication on what shit is in any form of relationship. And that's the thing. Els was very confused because yes, at a, after a certain time of fucking and fucking and fucking and fucking, feelings develop and it it does have a higher chance of becoming more. And we cannot necessarily just blame Els on this part as well. Um, And we also can't because the audience, though Els don't see it, the audience sees how Emma looks at him, which is kind of going to the theme of hmm, maybe she was hurt in her past, but I hope it's more so like, hmm, Emma doesn't, is a person that really doesn't get tied down, and like, she feels like that's just extra shit, and though like, yeah, she really, really likes Elle, she doesn't want that to be a distraction from her work, because we still, like, we know, I, you know, I know that she does graphics, and we know that she does graphics, but we still don't know to the extent of her business, I guess, like, so... Yeah, that's also a thing as well. And that's something that I'm, I would love to learn about Emma in the future. Um, also, too, like, yeah, just this whole new... It, it's more so a new age type love story, in my opinion. Because this happens a lot of the fucking time. It's like this friends with benefits shit. Which, yes, at the end, we can clearly see that else is... Else loves... Else love Emma... In, yeah, Els loves Emma. That Z on the end of Els. No, I'm not gonna say Els. Elliot loves Emma enough to be like, okay, I'm gonna compromise, even though like this not is not exactly what I want to fucking do. Because me having you by my side and knowing that you're there for me is better than me just fucking deleting you and blocking you and just scratching you for your life and mm, I have my own opinions about that because let's face it like I'm not trying to say this shit but this is how manipulation kind of fucking comes into the equation like 
a, a person is willing to take the scraps or anything or anything. And now, like, yes, he's lucky because the audience knows that in Emma's case that she is not like that. And she really can. She really does have feelings, feelings for him. We know that, by the way, she looks at him and all this other shit and like how they interact at the end. Like, we know this. We know this. However, if we didn't know this and we have to, like, put ourselves and staple ourselves in reality, we know three to four people who are like this where it's like, oh, this is a friends with benefit thing. We don't know if this person is really just using you because they know that they love you and they know that you would go beyond and over and be above and beyond for them. Or if you know it's actually real. So like we need to kind of cut this shit out. Like, yes, this is opening things for manipulation but this his saving grace about this manipulation is that the audience knows that emma has feelings for him as well and so yeah i i, I get it i really get it and that speaks volumes to else that he's willing to do anything for a person that he loves for show and i really appreciated that being the depth of his character depth of his character as well um but yeah he, he from what he says like we can watch friends with benefits a double pun like it's a movie but it's also like shit i'm okay being friends with benefits as long as i'm by you like i'm by you we can cry together which is that emotional connection like there's an emotional connection there which is why i'm like that sounds more than friends with benefits but i mean i guess which goes back to Emma stating earlier in the episode, like, you know, we were friends before we fucked. Like, you don't get to, like, lie and shit about it now. Which also goes back, because Els also says, like, oh, I didn't lie about the meeting. Which he, we can kind of see, like, maybe he did and wasn't truthful. Like, he may not have lied, but it may have been days apart. Um, That goes back to Els. It's like, I'm just trying to follow what the fuck you're doing. Because I'm not going to put myself 100%, invest myself 100% just for you to be all over the place. So, he was following her lead with that so yes like at first i had and i had to watch it again where it's like hmm let me relate this oh he's following her lead in that scene like i'm not about to do this shit like you gotta also be on board because i know what i want you gotta know what you want as well and you know that's when she was like oh you don't have to lie to me and like maybe look like, that made her also feel the type of way because I understand that as well. And that's what makes this episode so great is because between these two characters who are like, you have these two characters, you have... Like, Els is literally the male version of Emma and vice versa. Like, that is fucking, like, solidified. That is absolutely solidified. And, uh, you know, oh, you don't have to lie to me. Like, you know, we were friends before this. We don't have to stop being friends, which is, you know, a hint to where, like, clearly from the other hints, like, she wants a friends with benefits type of thing. So, and that's honestly all, I guess, what else. That's not all he wanted, but I guess it was more so he couldn't. He couldn't pull the words out of her, which not, and I think that's what he wanted. He wanted it to, because, and I always said this, and this just, this is a thing that just keeps repeating and repeating and repeating, and I'm happy that it's repeating because I feel crazy most of the time, but this is just a thing that is in complete repetition. It's like, okay, like, yes, we get it, but 
then you can read signs. Yes, but in these in in relationships, period, there is com there needs to be direct communication. And the reason why there needs to be direct communication is because, especially in this day and age, because I keep telling you guys, I'm not far gone. Like I'm under thirty. Like I'm not too far off. That without communication, it allows people room for not like not taking self accountability. And, you know, it allows rooms for, I, 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 I didn't say that. I didn't say that. You assume. And Els was trying to nix that shit. And I completely understand that from his point. Um, but then also, too, at the end, like I said, you know, he's accepting that, you know, friends with benefits, all of that. Sure, sure, sure. And she accepts. And we, the audience... I as much as I really want it to be more, I really really want these two to be more, and I hope they do become more. Um, I just really really want it if they do become more to be because of Emma's choosing to besides the trauma that she went through that prevented her from doing it because this whole trope of people being so fucking hurt it's true trust me i'm also one of those people but i'm also mature enough to understand that this whole trope of people being so hurt where they don't necessarily like you know what i'm saying like oh it, it is realistic. It makes interesting TV sometimes, but it's fucking boring and played out because every Tyler Perry movie does this shit. Every, like, Lifetime drama does this shit. And it's like, okay, for once, can we have a female character who just is like, I'm busy, I got stuff to do. No, there's not trauma there. It is literally just because... I don't have time right now. I'm working on me. I don't have the space right now because that passenger window being broken is really, really bothering me. The symbolism is bothering me because I really hope it's not a symbolism like in her car, you know, her life. That's what she's driving. She's driving, you know, the, the her life. She she's the She's the driver of her life where it's like, Oh, and then, like, someone stealing something that's dear to her as well? Like, no. Like, it's just like, okay, you're stealing what is literally, uh, metaphorically, her heart, which is what Elle's done, even though, like, your windows was closed, like, your life was blocked off. No, 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 no. I really, really hope if it is that symbolism, it just stops right there. And it's not like, oh, you know, this is the trauma and stuff like that, and she's scared of... Like having her heart taken from her and going through that trauma. No, I just hope it's the symbolism of, you know, she really wasn't looking for it. And then, bam, something stole, a, a thief stole what's her heart, what's dearest to her. I really hope it's more like that. But then, yeah, because what also kind of was cute, but also kind of, I guess, confusing me, which is kind of her compromise. Not kind of, is her compromise is... People are going to know who gave her that fucking shirt. And, like, if she's... Of course, she may not wear it, but she may keep it dear. She may wear it for an added cute effect in, you know, the later episodes. But, you know, people are going to know where the fuck she got that shirt from. Like, come on, let's be really honest. Like, we know that, like, who else... Like, Saran has that wooden shirt. So, Trippy Red no, is going to know where, like, if she, he ever sees her, where she gets the shirt from. Dave is going to know. And if Dave knows, you know, Dave probably already told, like, his friends in the background, like, oh, you know, this, this, this. And I'm happy that we saw him buy that off 
screen and not on screen because I feel like that was a more powerful thing for it to be like, oh, this was always meant to be a gift. So, because like, yeah, he was still mad. He was still, still mad at her. And now, yeah, that wooden shirt with him, I don't really necessarily know. Um, maybe he knew that, you know, oh shit, like he'll come, she'll, you know, still come. And that hope was there and she did. Um, it just really scares me because it's like in the reality of this, what happens if it went the other way? Because like I said, we, we, the audience knows Emma's intentions, but we don't know L's intent, uh, not L's intentions, but we don't, we don't know people in real life intentions like that. Like I said, manipulation, manipulation and uncertainty for sure. So yeah, that was basically the episodes and my thoughts of the episode. Like, it wasn't super deep to where I had to rake through a lot of stuff, but it was enough where the concept of it, of knowing exactly, like, your placement in people's lives and relationships is very fucking important. It's very important. Knowing where you are placed in people's lives when it comes to their relationships are extremely important, especially in the romantic sense where sex makes things very fucking messy. Um, no pun intended. Like, it does make things very messy. And then also, too, there's an emotional connection. Like, it, it was a very, it was a purpose that he said, and we can cry, you know, watch this and cry. We can watch this as friends. Like, the friends will benefit things. We can be friends and still do the do and cry. There's an emotional connection there. And we saw that from the beginning of the episode. And so, yeah, this episode, if I had to give it a rating... Based on concept, 10 out of 10, because this is something that's really, really relatable. Was it my favorite Dave show um, episode? Uh, no, not really. I think my favorite episode was episode 5, just ranking on my top 3. Episode 5, Hype Man, that will forever be an iconic episode. Episode 6, Talent Shows, is a, a second. I'm not going to say necessarily a close second, but it is, it's it's a second. And then this will probably be um, my third favorite episode because um, it, while it is more so a very, you know, though every episode is a specific subject matter, it's not really, it's more direct. It's not like really a comb through thing. And it's a very, 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 you know, specific, like, you know, because um, it still does have, uh, a plot A and a plot B and stuff like that. So, you know, the plot A is still like, um, you know, shit, Emma got her stuff stolen. So did L's got his shit stolen. Then, the, the sub, you know, a subplot is definitely L's is still working with Trippy Red on top of, you know, a subplot of L's and Emma's relationship. And they are blended together very very, very, very well. And I really appreciate it. Like, they all come together so perfectly. Um, But I just think it was more so... This... I guess more so it wasn't as gritty. And that's my... Per that is my personal. You know, this is more so my personal. You know, everything is my opinion, but my personal biases to it. It wasn't as gritty as Hype Man. And it and it was, didn't have, like, necessarily as strong as a message as Hype Man. It didn't have... Something that was more so, you know, introspective as um, talent shows the previous episode. But 
you know, the concept was good. The message was still powerful and it was very, it was much so needed in today's age where people get off on this shit of not ever having to explain what things are, where things are when it comes to having involving someone else's feelings, which is a very, very big fucking problem. And I kudos to them for actually addressing this in the way that they address this too. Um, what do I want to see um, in the future? Because now we're in the last 30%. We're in the last three episodes and maybe the last three episodes is where the down spiral is going to happen. Because like I said, maybe they there, there won't be a down spiral. But like, you know, we definitely got to know Els a lot. Excuse me. We definitely got to know Elliot a lot more from the vulnerable things that he has said. And the vulnerabilities that he has shown to Emma, which was perfect. Because sometimes, and I think this is realistic, sometimes the person that you're emotional because Els is not vulnerable like that at all really towards his friends um at all but that's how you know he loves them when you love someone you allow yourself to become vulnerable message um so yeah like the future i would like to see Els and emma together maybe maybe not necessarily rush it and i know it's not technically rush it because they've been messing around so long but maybe Maybe start off season two like that. You know, maybe season one maybe has been completed from the relationships. Like, let Dave and Allie be the relationship, kind of. And then see how that kind of... Because something is still in my spirit of, like, their relationship is just in constant decline. And also, too, like, Allie was not in this episode. Like, not even as, like, a, a sub, like, a, a co-star or, like, kind of, like, yeah, a, a co-like character to Emma. She was just kind of absent. And like, hmm, I've been noticed I've noticed that the past two or three episodes where it's like, geez, like, and I understand. So this episode I will be like, no. This up yeah, I'll be like no because I just kind of feel like Like Dave was a sub character, so I've really uh, or a main character, not the main character. So I completely understand her not being in this episode to an extent because mm, yeah, I would have liked to see like maybe Allie talk to Emma about her feelings, like you know what friends actually do, like in real life. But I get it. But Emma's absence is just really sitting a little uncomfortably with like it's sitting kind of uncomfortably with me and kind of it's just like and this is you know just my thinking like hmm maybe she's not like maybe this is part of the decline like she's not there and remember 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 in talent shows we are i am still waiting for what dave said in that message like to her because we don't know the message that Dave left her and I really feel like it I really really feel like it is more so maybe their relationship ending or maybe like he was drunk and said something rash like let's get married but also got to be careful because with that too usually when people rash and rush into that they're trying to kill the doubts that they have before you know they actually think about it and that's just if not more dangerous than succumbing to the doubt so we got to be careful about that as well so i'm still waiting for like the fallout with that um i'm still kind of 
that, you know, of course, it's just it's been one episode. So, like I said, maybe that's the decline as well, because there was a setup for a very strong dementia, Alzheimer's like plot line. And I'm still waiting on that as well. Um, from Dave's parents, I'm still kind of waiting on like the Mike sexuality plot line um, that was kind of mentioned in like uh, somebody and then kind of fucking went away. And it was kind of reiterated in a very subtle thing where the girls was like there at the club and Mike was not interested like at all. So. Still waiting to see how they did that. And of course, like the fish tank and the uh, oil change references as well. So definitely still waiting from that. Um, if I had to choose the most completed characters when it can't, comes to them for this season, like if we were to stop right now, I think Gata is pretty completed. So I, as, as much as I love Gator, Gator can be used for just dropping gems and like helping characters through a lot of shit and the hype man persona and I wouldn't be mad. Mm, Ali just has no fucking character development at all and this is an issue and this is what I was saying. Like there's no character development for uh, Ali, especially her being the girlfriend and partner of the main character and I'm like... This is not real life, bro. Like, this cannot fucking be real life. Like, no character development. None. Like, Emma. Emma. Her her best friend. Her roommate. Emma has more character development at this point through the subtle character development she had in the episode. She wasn't in talent shows at all, but, you know, she was there because of her graphic at the end, the LD graphic during the concert. And, like... When she was there and um, hype, when she was there in hype man, she was talking about her graphics and shit like that, which just showed that she had a caring side to her. But like, there is no way that a like, because honestly, Emma kind of is working her way up of becoming like a main character, and which goes to my thoughts as well, where it's like. How in the fuck in your writing do you have the... I've never seen this shit happen in any episode where the partner of the main character has less development than her best friend. Like, what is that shit? So I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. Um, But yeah, it just it just keeps reinforcing my... Their relationship is in decline. Um, At this point, do I think the... Ali character is going to come back second season. Of course I do, but like I really think that she's going to be demoted from she got to be the she cannot if people she has to be the least favorite character of the audience. Like there's no way that she is more likable than any other of the characters or it just it's no way. Even the parents, the parents had development. You gotta be fucking kidding me. The parents of Dave, Dave's parents had de character development. And they had a start to an amazing storyline as well. Like, the fuck? Like, Ali doesn't have any of that. It's just like flatline. So, yeah. Yeah, so I'm still hyped to see, like, how it is is going to end, like, the finale. Like I said, we're at the 70% mark now. Um, 
as of completing what would you wear there are 30 uh, not 30 there's uh 30% more of the season left three episodes i'm still waiting on Ali's toast because she has a whole fucking episode that has her name in it so and it's the it's the finale so i'm hoping that okay this finale is going to be bomb like everything yes 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 um i hope it's not necessarily like you know she's getting married because that's gonna i feel like right now they can probably squeeze it in like the next episode but the last two episodes like i'm not having that shit like no you're we're not about to resolve all this shit in an episode and then go straight to dave being engaged to ally f f it's not because he's feeling guilty for maybe the message he left or like Ali's feeling neglected like no like I'm not having that because it's just too unrealistic um like the episode before the finale they make up they make up they make up and then the finale they're engaged Psh, miss me miss me completely miss me like my agility was 99 like miss me like I'm not even doing that shit so yeah Huh. But anyways, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in um, to another episode of What's On Air with Aaron, uh, What's On The Air with Aaron, um, and the, during the Hi Dave, I'm Aaron series, because this show, man, this show, and yes, this is my shortest video, I explain that because, you know, the concept wasn't necessarily too hard to grab, but I did, you know, go, I went into a lot of these things and the symbolism and stuff. And I would honestly say, like, this episode wasn't bad. I would say for me personally, mm, this episode honestly would probably fall in the I category. Like, it was okay. Like, it was good. And it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't because, like, of anything. I just think, like, maybe there were other episodes that were just better like it wasn't this episode was bad it was other episodes that was just it was just better and it was just more powerful however this is in my top three episode or actually you know what i'll go back um i think for number three um dave's first and it's because of the concept of it in 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 the deeper concepts of it so yeah i would say my favorites are number one hype man number two talent shows and number three dave's first is based off the concept of you know a lot of things that happen but yeah i guess this will be a solid my fourth it's in top five and yeah like i said um just just that episodes were better than it but yeah thank you once again for checking me out remember that dave is on wednesdays on ffx at 10 um, p.m. Um, I didn't make it to the third episode, but I definitely think it did. Re yeah, it did replay itself. I remember replaying itself because that skull was unzipping itself. That current episode replayed itself afterwards, so I can only assume that, yes, the third episode is going to be the episode that came on next week. Remember, Dave FFX Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Um, also at 10.30 to 11 p.m. And then the previous episode comes on from um, 11 to 11.30 p.m. on FXX. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for just listening to me. Just, you know, spill my thoughts on this and do this review. I am going to do a potluck podcast. Um, actually, I may do an airheaded Aaron thing. But no, I think I'm going to just keep this as a potluck podcast. 
um, for my next video because I, I I really got to get some shit off my chest. This really did help me. And but once again, thank you guys for those who are listening. And um, you know, as I say always, um, meditate, elevate. Oh my God, like with the love that I have in my body right now, I love you guys so much. And please, please be secure and stay safe. Bye-bye.